This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out of the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome in to another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. And Jay, I know I haven't been going outside because, quite frankly, I don't have a whole lot of reason to, but I know it has not been great outside for the fats. No, uh, Sunday was especially offensive, just incredibly, incredibly hot, and that was the day I chose to spend the entire day outside smoking a pork butt. So I spent 13 hours outside. Then we had uh, a couple friends over to share in the pork butt I made. So I was outside literally yesterday from 7.15 in the morning till probably 10 o'clock last night and just could not cool down all night and just laid in bed pretty much in a puddle of my own sweat. It was really, really great. Uh, if you have sweat horror stories or any stories you want to share with us, hit us up. <laughs> I'm fatpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod. We're also on Instagram now, I'm Fat Pod, and Facebook.com slash, you guessed it, I'm Fat Pod. So we're very easy to find. That uh, Instagram page will become more interactive uh, in the days and weeks ahead as I sort of dive into that element of social media. From what I'm told, Instagram is starting to catch on a little bit. Hmm, so we should get on there and uh, yeah, start sharing some content there, and we will. Also want to remind everybody to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast because that helps us out greatly. Uh, we have our sponsors, Dr. Squatch and Manscaped, that we'll get to a little bit later. And if you're probably here like, well, haven't they haven't said the words feedback yet? We're going to do feedback a little bit later in the week. We got a lot of stuff that, that we want to go over, just our, our regular stuff. So we're going to do this moving forward. The feedback is not going to be in lieu of a regular episode in the last week of the month it's going to be in addition to so sometime throughout the month we will do our feedback episode so yeah more content because you know we're here for gluttony well and not just that rick's got a new basketball podcast at uh it's called basketball camp i've got the madhouse chicago hockey podcast the nba and nhl are ramping up so make sure you check those out as well but rick you mentioned the heat and uh man yesterday was so bad, like I said, but over the last week or so, I have been just pounding, pounding freeze pops. Like they're going out of style. Those things, you remember those things you used to get as a kid in the long plastic tube and you cut the sides of your mouths because they're razor sharp. Yeah. The sides those, for some those are made in my hometown. The gel cert factory is in West Chicago. Like a factory tour of that place. Oh, but it's actually pretty boring. Here's the blue juice. Here's right. the red juice. Here's the orange juice, and here's the plastic. Anything else you want to see? Right. Uh, I guess that's it. Okay, great. See you later, kid. Um, what is your go-to uh, uh, freeze pop flavor? Red. 
Red. Yeah, red, you're a red, red is, guy. Yeah, I am a red guy. Red's my kind of default. If if I'm going into somewhere and I don't know which flavor I want, I default to red. I go with the uh, grape, purple, mm-hmm. or the orange. Those are my two favorites. And then I found the, the brand I bought, which I think is actually Freeze Pop brand, was it's like the neon green. I don't know what flavor it is. It's flavor green. But it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty damn good, it's and green. I enjoy green very much. My favorite fruit, green. Um, but yeah, I've been eating those like crazy. And then we went uh, this weekend. We went to uh, a secluded beach up in Michigan, just because you need to change scenery every now and again. Yeah. And Addie, you know, we're in Michigan. It's like a two-hour ride home, and she wore her suit home, and she's got like bad rashes under her arms. Just from like the sand and the wet and like you know that's just a bad combo of everything, and I go, daughter, it is a special time in your life where I teach you about gold bond. <laughs> and I got out, I got out my economy bottle of the gold bond. I'm like, okay, like I'm rubbing it. I'm like, it's gonna sting a little bit at first, but then it's gonna cool and it's gonna feel really nice. And I said, also on a hot night, you can just put this on yourself and it cools you off a little bit. And I did teach her the trick that I uh, gave to everybody couple weeks ago the ice cold water on both of your uh your chest your nips if you will mm-hmm. uh under your armpits and on the small of your back as cold as you can tolerate that'll get you in cool enough to fall asleep if you sleep in a hot room like i do yeah I f- our room is pretty warm as well because we don't have an air conditioner in there so we just have like a box fan that we pretty much we had to find the right size stool so that the box fan would be bed height so it wouldn't yeah. just be, you know, having half of the fan blow right into the bed in and of itself. And I've gotten better at falling asleep uh, in the heat. It, it used to be almost impossible for me. Like there were times where I would just go to if I didn't when I was living at my mom's house, you know, years and years ago, like I would. If I wasn't sleeping in the coldest room of the house, I would find the coldest room that wasn't someone else's bedroom. Yeah. And I had to sleep there. And, you know, I just bite the bullet in terms of comfort of the bedding for the comfort of the temperature. But now I think I finally hit a tolerance level and I just kind of figured out a few things here or there of, you know, if the fan is at the foot of the bed, kind of make sure that, you know, your shorts aren't completely closed off. So that way some of that air can get up there a little bit and that helps out a little that helps out some at least. Yeah, that's a good move. Our our we have air conditioning, but it's like if you put your hand next to the vent, it's like <laughs> it's like there's like nothing coming out. Like it's so faintly coming out. My buddy Brian, who is a P one to the podcast, is an HVAC guy and he like came up and like checked it out. He's like, There's not a ton I can do short of like tearing apart your basement ceiling and then your main floor wall and then your upstairs ceiling just to get a look at what we're dealing with here. Yeah. I'm like, it's, you know what I go, maybe it's five or six days out of the year where it's really, really bad and I can deal with it. Right. Like it's just, it's unpleasant, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. And what I like to do is my, my basement where I'm at now is literally the opposite. It's about 40 degrees down here. And I bought those, um, you know, like the little hunks of, um, I guess it's like rubber, but it's, it's, it's um magnetized and mm-hmm. you put on the vents so it's supposed to prevent the cold air from blowing down here and it's helped a little bit but damn yesterday was so hot upstairs it was just i all i have because I, I think we've talked about this before is i need a heavy blanket to sleep 
Like I can't. That's why I have the weighted blanket in the winter. Yeah. But last night, like I literally just put a sheet around my waist, and that's all I had. I'm like, screw this. I'm I'm just gonna make do. And I think I finally fell asleep at like, uh, I don't know, maybe one a.m. or two a.m. Just suffering. Oh. Yeah, I've never been a big blanket person unless it's decently cold maybe with the fan at the end of the bed when it's kind of borderline temperature for it i'll put it over like my feet but like that's pretty much it i am a sheet only person pretty much year round i am i'm a freak in in that regard uh we both know the guys at 26 shirts yeah which is a really cool company where based on kind of what's going on and who needs help they design shirts that you can then buy and a portion of the proceeds from that shirt go to a cause whether it's a person an organization what have you so in honor of national hot dog day uh 26 shirts reached out to us because they listened to the podcast and we appreciate them for it they had a hot dog design so if you imagine a hot dog standing up with a bat in one hand and the the hat it's wearing almost looks closest to like a Chicago Bears hat, close-ish, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fantastic looking shirt. It's got the Chicago flag coming off of the bat in the background. The best thing for everybody in this podcast is that this shirt, which runs for two weeks, so what, it's through August 5th, so a little, so about a week or so. You've still got left to get this shirt. It benefits the Greater Chicago Food Depository. So from every shirt, eight bucks goes to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. So that's awesome. And another great thing for the people of this podcast, it comes in XL sizes up to 3X. So nice. if you are a fat listening to this podcast, that's a great thing. Because when they asked us what size, you know, what size do you want? I was like, do you have it in a three X? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. We can make that happen. So I'm excited to get mine. I know we both have one coming our way. It's a great looking shirt. We'll tweet the link out from the podcast account. I believe I already like quote tweeted it once from the podcast account. So you can go there at I'm fat pod and find it. But I highly recommend if you have the ability to pick up, they're calling it the windy city dogs of summer shirt. For that benefits the Greater Chicago Food Depository, and this is through Twenty Six Shirts Chicago. Really great organization, uh, good people working over there. So, please, please, please get one of those shirts. Yeah, I'll throw it up on the uh, Instagram account as well uh, at I'm Fat Pod on Instagram, so you can uh, just go right there and get one. It is a really cool shirt, mm-hmm. a very wearable shirt, yes. as uh, Harry Carey would say. Um, but yeah, it looks great, and I cannot wait for mine to arrive either oh and they also have they do have a ladies cut and kids kids sizes as well so if you're one of the many ladies that we have listening this podcast thank you and they have a shirt that is more cut for you as well or you can get the unisex and they have the kids too so options abound yeah no shortage of options that's great and and big size i I like companies that accommodate the very large and thank you 26 shirts for doing that um, so we were sent, or I, I saw actually online before we were about to do the show, actually, uh, a fan sided one of these things we do all the time. These, you've got to pick three, uh, photos and, uh, this was stadium foods. And I figured Rick, 
while we have stadium sports going on for at least a couple more days, if the Marlins don't screw it up for everybody, right. um, we should get into this. Um, so there's nine items, mm-hmm. and I'll go through them slowly. If you want to sort of draw yourself, uh, you know, draw yourself a graph. You've got the, the the popcorn box is number one. Number two is a nice draft beer. Number three is a pepperoni slice of pizza. Number four, a hot dog. Number five, peanuts. Number six, nachos. Number seven's a soda or a pop. It's a, a pop. pop. Number eight is a pretzel. And number nine is the cup of French fries. So this was tougher than I thought, but I think I've narrowed mine down to three. Do you have yours uh, all selected already, Rick? I'm I'm close. I, I've It's always easy. What were some of them you were able to eliminate right away? Because that's always the most interesting almost as interesting as what you pick as what you're willing to say. Well, definitely not that there was only one that I was, that I dismissed outright because mm-hmm. I like a cup of fries, like fries are good, but they're a side item. I'm not going to go drop like four or five bucks on a cup of fries. I'm just not. And especially, and had the in, one- especially at a ballpark. Like I'm trying to keep that context in, in it of this is at the stadium. How often are you likely to get this? Yeah, and I, I see people with the United Center fries all the time, and I have had them when a friend gets them, and they're really good, but there's just so many other awesome things at a game that a cup of fries just really doesn't it doesn't excite me. So that was easily eliminated. So then I started thinking about, okay, what has longevity? What's the best value for the price? All the, And these are all factors. First and foremost, beer has to stay. Beer is automatic. You can't go to a ball game in the summer in Chicago or anywhere else and not have a nice cold beer that's that's a given so number two is staying for sure the beer then i had trouble with so i'm between hot dog peanuts nachos and a pretzel and i thought like what do i get the most often and i think the answer to that is a hot dog when i get to a game Mm -hmm. let's say you know maybe it's like 10 15 minutes before first pitch i'm almost always grabbing a hot dog before i sit down so beer hot dog are in and now my big choice is between peanuts nachos and pretzels and i think i'm going to go with peanuts they're the perfect snack at a baseball game they're salty they go great with your beer they're relatively inexpensive and they they can a big bag of peanuts can basically last you the entire game instead of having to keep spending money on food you've got something you can work on and that keeps you occupied for the better part of nine innings we were so close to getting the extra 30 seconds on supermarket sweep for for having all three <laughs> the same. Well, I knew you wouldn't go with peanuts. I knew that was the case. Can I guess yours? Sure. I'm you're going beer, hot dog, nachos. 100%. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. For me, the peanuts obviously out easily. I'm with you on cup of fries. A cup of fries is great, but I just when I'm at a stadium, I tend to not I tend to not go that direction. Uh, I've got the beer, so I don't need the pop. And I've, you know, popcorn. Popcorn is something I really need to have a taste for to like order it somewhere. If it's just like at home, I'll be like, oh, okay, fine, cool. Yeah. But well, as a uh, Bulls fan, too, you just hope that Benny chooses you. Fair. That's very fair. <laughs> yeah. I see Benny walking towards the section, and then, you know, you just, mm, there's no good way to Rick, say like, this. Fingers crossed, like, come on, Benny. Yep. Come on, buddy. You just spilled that on me. Yep. Still talking about popcorn, by the way. Yes, exactly. Well, I was going to yeah. say, you know, when Benny walks into your section and he's <laughs> holding something, you just kind of like tilt your head back and just hope. But that doesn't yeah. sound great either. 
So no, not really. So for me, it came down to pizza pretzel nachos. And pizza is kind of similar to the fries. Uh, unless a place I really don't trust the meat that they have for a hot dog, I'm not going to get a pizza, a slice of pizza. The pretzel versus nachos came down to the final one. I like getting both at a stadium or, you know, I'll alternate between the two if I don't have as much money. And I went with the nachos just because it, it's it just screams stadium food to me. And it's real, and it's got a really high replacement level. Yeah, and especially stadium nachos. That's a thing you can, you don't really get anywhere else. Like, of course, you go out to dinner and you get nachos, but those are those are power nachos, right? Mm-hmm. This is just a basic crappy chips with the melted cheese goo on it, and that is a very specific stadium thing. And the Rick, the reason I sort of like hemmed on pretzels is if I don't have a taste for peanuts which is sometimes like sometimes on a really hot day, you don't want the dryness of a peanut. Sure. The pretzel goes a long way in filling you up. L- like, look, I'm just going to have a pretzel. I know that it will satiate me for at least four innings. Um, and I, I won't be forced to go. Cause like I could eat 50 stadium hot dogs. I don't know what the deal is with them, mm-hmm. but they're, they're not, it's like they barely register. It's, it's strange that way. Yeah, no, it, so it's, why, it's very true. Uh, do you go, do you get jalapeno ever with it or eh? With the nachos, yeah, every time. Okay, every time. Yeah, I, I very much like the 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 jalapenos on there. For, for me, sure. it, it, dep- it depends on the day. Like jalapenos are also one of those things where, depending on the day, if I could be told everything is cooked with the jalapenos there, but then the jalapeno itself doesn't make it onto said dish, I'd have it every single time. But if it makes it onto the dish, then I have to think about it a little bit. Okay, I can see that. I understand that. And, you know, there's nothing like another thing, too, like a nice cold soda at a game, pop, soda, whatever you call it. I do call it. It's weird. When I when I talk about it, I call it soda. That's when I ask for it, I call it pop. Is that weird? I I think a a little bit. Or I could could use a pop. But then when I'm presenting it to the audience, Mm -hmm. I say soda. I don't don't know why I do that. I've always been a pop person. Yeah, me, too. I need a pop. Give me a cold pop. I say it all the time, but for whatever reason, when I'm listing it, I say soda. I'm an idiot. That's why. I also love that. I don't know if this is Chicago specific, but I feel like it might be of if I'm somewhere more often than not. And I say I want a Coke, but they have Pepsi. They won't say anything and they'll just bring the Pepsi. They won't say, well, is Pepsi okay? Which is a question that I appreciate getting. But I right. feel like that's more of a Chicago thing of sometimes just saying, well, screw it. I'm bringing the Pepsi. Yeah, I, you're right. And I've noticed that more because Hope can't drink Pepsi products because of whatever they use to sweeten the diet. It gives her a headache. She has some sort of reaction to whatever the sweetener is in Diet Pepsi. So she doesn't drink Pepsi. So th- I'm glad they ask her because mm-hmm. there's and I feel like. More restaurants now than ever have switched to Pepsi versus Coke. I feel like Coke is now, it's basically McDonald's, Chipotle, Burger, or not Burger King. No, Burger King is Coke. Yeah. Wendy's is Coke. Mm-hmm. But like Taco Bell, KFC, like all, I know they're the same brand, but a lot of, a lot, and a lot of like local restaurants have shifted to Pepsi. It must be more affordable to stock. Um, and I know, I think KFC and Taco Bell are also somewhat owned by Pepsi. I'm not sure if that works out the same way, so that's why. But I feel like Pepsi is becoming more popular 
at, at restaurants around town. I don't know. It just it just sort of seems that way. Yeah, it's really troubling because let's be honest, there's no comparison. Coke is I like far superior. I, I like them. They're both just fine. Like I'm not mad if I ask for Coke and they just bring a Pepsi. I'm not mad, but uh, I definitely prefer Coke. Yeah, I think Coke is Coke is better, but uh, I I do like them both. I'm not. If I had to choose one for life, I would choose Coke for sure. Still talking about pop. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Rick, I got to tell you about this uh, pork I smoked yesterday. But first, I want to tell our listeners about our new partners at Dr. Squatch Soap Company. I've been talking about them now for a few months. I've been using them now for four months, I believe. And uh, still, the skin, the hair, everything is better. Uh, my hair is growing like crazy. I've not gotten a haircut since February. And it's pretty out of control um, and, and I'm happy because it's coming in thicker than ever because of the Dr. Squatch hair care kit. My skin is smooth because of the soap. Uh, it's really been great. And our listeners have really, you know, jumped in and joined uh, Squatch Nation. So I, everyone I know who's signed up has emailed us and said, hey, I'm really enjoying this. Thanks for letting us know about it. What is Dr. Squatch? Well, it's a good question. They're a, a soap and hair care company made in the USA. It's all natural products. And I was sort of done dealing with my dry skin, my flaky skin my cracked hands that would bleed and hurt all the time. And I was at my wits end. So I found an alternative in Dr. Squatch and I liked the product so much. I reached out to them and said, Hey, you guys should get involved on my podcast because I'm passionate about the product. And they did. So go to drsquatch.com, Take that Squatch quiz on the top right corner of the page there. They'll find the products that are right for you. Then you'll enter promo code. I'm fat at checkout. It will help the podcast. It'll help you save on the order. And one pro tip Make sure you get yourself that soap saver. You're investing in a premium product here in Dr. Squatch soap. You want it to last. You don't want it to run down the side of your shower. That soap saver is going to, I honestly got it. My first bar of Dr. Squatch, I did not have the soap saver and it was gone in maybe a week and a half. Now bars last a month plus, And that's me showering at least once a day pretty vigorously with the soap because I love it. So get that soap saver. It's going to protect your investment. DrSquatch.com promo code. I'm fat. All right. So the pork, here's the thing. Last week I told you I smoked the uh, chicken and the chicken thighs. We, we made those just, you know, basic, put a basic rub on it, put it in a smoker, mm-hmm. turned out beautifully. And with my previous crappy smokers, pork was always very intimidating because to get a pork butt or shoulder to properly pull apart, you have to get it to 195. And there's a very famous thing in the smoking community that's called the stall. You'll get your meat up to about 140 really fast. Okay. And then between there and like, you know, 165 is the doneness temperature for pork, but 195 is when the fat starts to melt. Okay. But from like 145 to 170, it takes forever. And if you have a crappy smoker, you're never going to get there. So a little bit intimidated, but everything was going smooth. We made chili verde pork butt so once we hit 165 took it out real quick we made a concoction of uh green chili verde salsa enchilada sauce and uh green chilies like the chopped little green chilies you buy in the can Mm -hmm. then you just literally dump it on top of the pork shoulder you have it in like a steel pan right like a metal those like you know the disposable aluminum pans yeah and then just cover it all up with foil put the probe back in and six hours later, took it out. Oh, my God, Rick. It was so perfect. It tasted so good. We had friends over, and they were like, we were. We went through 
It was a five-pound pork butt. It had a bone, so take the bone out. Maybe just be generous, say four and a half pounds. There was a bone meat. in the butt. There was a bone in the butt. Yep, that's a problem for some people, not for others. Um, <laughs> but it was delicious. I mean, take the bone out, and the thing just everything, it just fell apart. Like literally, could grab the bone and just go yoink, and it just came out with no resistance at all. And the meat around it just went like, like right into the pan. And we went through, we ate all of it. I took a little bit, put it aside from my dad because I know he'd want to try it. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was gone, which was like, it's great. Everybody loved it. But then I'm like, damn it, I don't have any left. <laughs> so I was very much looking forward to making some uh, some nachos with it later today. But man, it was good. And when you put that much work and, and uh, effort into something, when it comes to fruition, it is the best feeling to see everybody around you eating it and enjoying it and happy and like telling you how great it is that is the most rewarding thing in the world so 12 hours out in the heat out in the sun totally totally worth it because everybody who ate it loved it and i want to compliment our of our listenership the smoking community they were they came out in full force supporting you being happy for you and also Plenty of tips, lots of smoking tips out there for you that made it honestly made me very jealous that I'm not able to partake as well. So, yeah, uh, have you thought about uh, I know some people they, they like in they'll inject their meat before they put it in the smoker. Have you thought about taking that next step sometime soon? In the past, when I've made uh, any sort of pork in the smoker, I've done that. that that's like a go to step. But because I was adding this um I don't, I'm not going to call it a marinade, but it's like a sauce. That I just poured over it. I didn't inject it this time. Okay. The recipe did not call for injection, so I was just like, I'm just going to cook it normally. I did rub it. I have like a nice basic pork rub. It's actually from Jack's Barbecue in Nashville. They have like an all-purpose rub. So before I put it on the smoker, I rubbed it, um, covered it. I actually used – it was partially gone, but I finished off my bottle of the Jack's Barbecue rub, and uh, it was perfect. I swear to God, I could have eaten it right when I took it off the first time. But then just poured that Verde sauce on there. Oh, man. And then when it came out, it was just so, oh, my God, it was so perfect. And the, the moment where you carry, and guys who smoke will know this, you carry in the pan and it's foiled, right? So mm-hmm. th- you're supposed to let it sit for a minute. But that temptation to look at it <laughs> the second you take it out, I had to fight that so hard. So like I gave it like seven minutes. I'm like, fine. I'm like, screw it. I can't wait any longer. Took the tenting off. was just like. Oh, it looks perfect. It looks so good. I just took a fork and went boop and just pulled the first bite off for myself, and it was absolutely perfect. And that's the fear. Like, this is the first time I've made something like this. I don't know if I did it right. I don't know if it got hot enough. I don't know if my thermometer is good. All the things running through your head before that first bite, all of them were squashed when I tasted that. It was so great, so good. And, and again, when everybody loves it, when everybody in your group is happy and just like, oh, they're like moaning as you're eating your food, that that is the most rewarding thing in the world. And I, I feel like now that I have this mm-hmm. smoker that actually like does the job, it could become something I'm sort of passionate about doing now that I'm not just fighting with the effing thing for, you know, the entire day. Sure. And then at the end of it, just throwing my hands up because it didn't work correctly. Now that I've got this quality Weber Smoky Mountain smoker. That's not an ad. It's just what I have. <laughs> if they'd like to advertise, by all means, Weber, hook us up. Sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, to, to have a professional, real smoker, it was just awesome. It was just, it, oh, so here's the question. 
if to our listeners, if you guys have a Weber Smoky Mountain, what is your method for adding charcoal mid session? There's a little door that opens and it opens out. What I was doing yesterday was I have like a spade shovel and I would hold that and I would then I would get the charcoal going on the chimney starter and then pour that on the blade of the shovel. But I felt like eventually I'm going to probably set myself on fire. So if anyone has a good method for adding <laughs> uh, coal mid session, let me know. I'm not interested, by the way. So save your breath in lifting the top two portions of the smoker off the coal chamber. No. I'm not what? risking dropping my meat or spilling the scalding hot water on myself. Not interested. So let me know your ways of opening the door and adding charcoal that way. Safely, I don't want to die. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to be part of the smoking community here, but I just, you know, I have to grow up a little bit more. I have to get, you know, a big boy house or at least a place <laughs> that has a balcony so that I can do that. So I just, I just have just to build one. Just build one. Yeah, like out your window. Just (laughs) like steal some scaffolding and then just like build a smoker like right outside your window. It's fine. That's not problematic. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Just like, you know what? If you got carpet, just like tear up a hunk of the carpet and just like put some concrete in the middle. And just, (laughs) you know, then the heat won't be a problem. Just get your little box fan to blow the smoke out the window. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You and Colleen will have a, you will bite into you and you'll have a smoke ring. Oh, Boy, Rick, is that is that hickory or is that cherry wood? That's delicious. You're yeah. gonna have to take a while to get through all the fat to find that smoke <laughs> ring. Let me tell you. Well, but well, we know, Rick, at 195, that's the temperature where fat melts. So <laughs> you and I have to, you and I have to go find a sauna that gets that hot. <laughs> oh God, that sounds that sounds awful. Yeah, I think we'd probably be dead. All right. So while I just watch from afar at the smoking community and how Jay has become a big part of it. I do want to remind everybody we're actually not doing ask a fact questions today because later this week, we are going to be doing our feedback episode for the month of July. So that will be unadulterated feedback questions. What you want to know you and us. And that is it. We'll intro it. We'll say hi and we'll get right to your questions. So look for that a little bit later this week. But one thing you can look forward to right now is with all this heat and just, you know, how you get a little bit gross, you can check out our sponsor, Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. I mean, guys, we've all had those incidents when trying to, you know, keep shop clean that, you know, you just have those issues where there's a nick and you hate thinking about that. So maybe it makes you keep things not as as clean as you'd like. Well, that's why there's a lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped spent a year and a half perfecting the lawnmower 3.0, which they got their third generation trimmer, which has a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce those manscaping accidents millions of guys are going to be safe now thanks to the advanced skin safe technology and the other thing too is they also have the perfect package this is what what jay and i got when we were talking with the people at manscaped and it is a thing not only do you get that lawnmower 3.0 you get the crop preserver which is deodorant for your junk it's oil free so you don't get a weird feeling down there it just it keeps everything cool. It makes everything nice. 
There's also the crop revival. So if you're Jane, you go outside and you are slaving over your smoker for a few hours, but you need to come inside and need a little refresh. It's one, two sprays of the crop revival and you're feeling better down there. Don't forget also there's the crop cleanser that comes with it, which is a moisturizing hair and body wash. There's the anti-chafing boxers, which are a nice performance boxer that obviously state what their whole purpose is. And on top of all that, you get the shed, which is their travel and storage bag. So if, if, you know, for work, you have to go out of town or, you know, when you're actually want to go back on vacation, you have the ability to take all of your manscaped stuff with you. And it's such a large bag. You can fit toiletries in there as well. It's really nice, classy looking bag that makes keeping track of all the little stuff a lot easier. So if you want all this, go to manscaped.com, use the promo code I'm fat, you save 20% and you get free shipping. The lawnmower 3.0, one of the things that I appreciate about it is that it has the quiet safe te- quiet stroke technology. So it doesn't mean that the motor is slow and that it can, you know, cause some of those issues that a bad motor can cause on a trimmer it's a really good high quality trimmer that is quiet so if you're in a small place like myself you're not broadcasting to everybody what's going on really good high quality products so if you're listening to me right now you should experience this firsthand yourself take care of your trimming and don't ever have to worry about it or avoid it anymore go to manscape.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code I'm fat. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Rick, last week I was uh, perusing the Tribune as I do, getting ready for the uh, Dan Bernstein show on the score, and I saw Nick Kindlesberger's piece on the 20 best Italian beef sandwiches in Chicago. And we've talked a lot about these lists in the past. And as two guys who are mainly based in the suburbs, I live in Homewood. You are from Geneva. You live in, um, why am I blanking on where you live right now? Lombard. Got it. (laughs) In Lombard right now. Sometimes these can be a little bit biased. They leave the suburbs out just because like, well, that's not Chicago proper. Well, you're missing out on some damn good food. Nick Kindlesberger did not leave out the suburbs in this list. So I sent this to you. Which is your favorite Chicago beef stand? You know, I have, I'll be honest, I haven't been to that many, but I have been to Al's on Taylor Street, so I know it's it's a pretty stock answer, but it's that way for a reason. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going with Al's on Taylor Street. It's just, yeah. it's so good. Like there's, there are ones that like, I have a couple options in the suburbs by me. There's not that many in terms of local spots by me. It's mostly like your chain's. But if I'm choosing of anywhere, regardless of convenience, it's Al's on Taylor Street. Yeah, that, that's a really good call. Al's is great. And for the record, Al's beef came in at number one as the best Italian beef in the Chicagoland area. And it, it's with good reason. They, there's a reason that Al's beef has become a Chicagoland institution. They do it right there. So 
after reading this, I was like, all right, now I have a hankering for Italian beef. So I went to Pops on Friday. Try big. I'm a big fan of Pops. They do like you get the hot dog and they wrap it in French fries, which is great. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. I found, though, that the Pops beef was a little bit bland. I usually go with I get it dipped with sweet peppers. That's my go to order. And I know what they did on Nick's list is they did hot peppers on everything. I think I'm going to need to start exploring the world of hot peppers. I don't love the texture mm-hmm. of Jardinera, but I feel like I can probably power through that and get used to it eventually, especially if it's going to make a sandwich as, as good as these look. Um, so Pops was good, not great. Then I had Bona. Bona, really good. They've yes. got a really nice... Um, when I say spice, I don't mean hotness, but I mean like the beef is well seasoned. There's flavor to the beef. There's flavor to the gravy. I think Bona does a really good job. They've got excellent fries too, by the way, and like pretty much any menu item you can imagine. They've got killer milkshakes. The burgers are good. They've got individual pizzas. Bona's Bona gets it done. But then, of course, in this world, a lot of joints, and I've heard of a lot of these. Javers is one that uh always gets my attention because of me. Uh, and that's a place I need to try some Harwood Heights. And this sandwich looks terrific. It's got the shaved Gatel, well-seasoned. He This has hot jardinera on it, and it's got sweet yellow and orange peppers, which are underrated peppers in the pepper world. I think both of those are better than green peppers, even though green seems to be the, the default on there. But he's beef. That's going to be the one. Next time I, t- I need a road trip, next time I need to go somewhere, I'm going to take it right out there to Harwood Heights. That's number five on the list. I'll give you the top five. Portillo's is number four. Number three is Bobo's Hot Dogs. Um, that's on 8258 Irving Park Road. Johnny's Beef, number two, 7500 West North Avenue in Elmwood Park. And number one, like we said, Al's Beef on Taylor. So uh, all of these are really good. And I'm going to give another shout-out to my friends at Los Angeles. This is not a traditional Italian beef that they serve it's a thicker cut beef hmm. um almost like the thickness of corned beef if that makes sense okay like the same kind of slicing level and they serve it uh i it's called a big boy beef i get it with red sauce which i never get on any other beef sandwich it's one of the be- best beef sandwiches you'll ever try and then another place that's been around forever that my family loves that we've gone to forever frankie's beef in oak lawn 95th street just west of central uh, they've got uh, beefs, dogs, everything you can imagine. They've got these great steak sandwiches. There's one called the Mafia Steak Sandwich, which is incredible. And they've got terrific, like those double fried potato chips, those extra, or not potato chips, French fries. Yeah. Like those extra crunchy ones. Like, uh, oh, man. Frankie's Beef on 95th Street is one of my favorite places ever. And uh, we, I think a lot of our listeners know that my sister passed away a few years ago. So on her birthday, which is June 29th, we like to do something that she always liked to do. And this year, I'm like, we should go to Frankie's. And my parents' eyes lit up like, yes, we haven't had it in so long. And it was as good as we remembered. And they're doing a great job with all the COVID safety and everything. So uh, check out Los Angeles, of course, 95th in California, and Frankie's Beef on 95th, just west of Central. You know, it's really nice that you gave a shout out to Los Angeles because I really don't think you've done that enough on this podcast. No, I know. I haven't. I haven't mentioned it. <laughs> it's funny. I have friends. I have friends who say the same thing about me with Door County. Like I always talk about okay. how much I love Door County. They're like, do you, have you been? Do you like Door County? I'm like, hey, 
I'm passionate about certain things, <laughs> and usually when I'm that passionate about things, I'm not wrong. Right. Right. Like, I, like I, I'm telling you, uh, who just told me they went to Los Angeles for the first time? One of our listeners said they went. I can't remember who it was, and they said it was great. Of course, it was. It's Los Angeles, my favorite place. Um, but yeah, that those that that's something I'm very passionate about. Los Angeles pizza, 95th in California, is my favorite place in the world, bar none. You know, one thing I, I want to mention with Bona. Uh, from you mentioning them being number nine on the list and that they season their meat really well is that yes. they really pay the extra attention to the meat where like some places you can tell they put more effort into the bread so that maybe it's it can you know hold up a little bit better or the peppers or whatever else uh they really care about the meat in and of itself and i appreciate them for that like do i think they have the best role that it's on not necessarily but it's still a fantastic beef because they take care of what they should number one which is the quality of and the seasoning of the beef now one thing that i want to point out too that i hadn't had for a while but got this week was the uh, beef and cheddar croissant from portillo's oh dude it is so good. Yeah, I can't do it because it is immediate, immediately gone from my body. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what you can't do croissants? I mean, I mean, I might as well, I might as well just cut out the middleman and just throw it directly <laughs> in the toilet. I mean, and it is the best thing ever. Yeah. Oh my god, croissant beef. Melted cheese, it is the greatest thing you'll ever taste. But, dude, it's, like, not even worth it. I'm like, well, all right, take, take a bite. Oh, nope, it's gone. Nope. Now, one thing, <laughs> there's, immediate for me. there's another place that I, I forget when I mentioned it. It might not have been that long ago. Uh, but this place, Skippy's, that's a chain more locally out in the Western Burbs. One thing that I appreciate that they do, and maybe this throws it off for certain places based on how they season, is that it's a garlic bread. Oh, I like that. That makes a difference. So for me, when I go there, I get the I get the beef on garlic bread with the mozzarella. Mm. And dude, little bit of the peppers along with the, you know, along with the garlic bread and the cheese. Oh, it is glorious. And that's how many people are listening to us right now that are like, where is the nearest beef stand? Seriously? I'm going right now because I think excluding it's, it's one me. Of those <laughs> right You're, do i hear you pulling out of your drive what is going on um because now i'm i'm like drooling just thinking about it. i've had two in the last five days eh, what's one more um but man a beef sandwich like universally agreed upon and i feel like people aren't as passionate about their favorite place because everyone sort of does it differently it's the same basic ingredients but you still like if you were to line up a bunch they would all have unique taste to them unique seasonings unique features to them and i think that's what makes people like hey oh my place is this oh really my place is this and they're like oh cool i'm gonna try it whereas there's like the hot dog wars and the pizza wars and everyone's like very um you know they're very defensive of their own favorite yeah people are seem more like passive about the thing i agree with that and I, I love that about it. I wish more areas of the food world were like that. Some are, but yeah, like you mentioned, with hot dogs and pizza, especially in the Chicagoland area, it's just, 
I don't know, like when people always just say, oh, when an, any out-of-towner will still say, oh, well, deep dish is just casserole. Okay, fine, get tavern style. Like, right. the, we don't need to, there's no one defined way to have a pizza in Chicago. I love getting, you know, an authentic New York slice from Sabaro or something like that. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you say. Sabaro's good. Yeah, it is good. That's <laughs> you came for the office joke, but you stayed for the, for the uh, being genuine about it. No, I actually do like Sabaro, but yeah, if you can get any of those types of places, like different days or different, you know, however the wind's hitting you that day, that's, what style you want. And that's perfectly fine. Cause they're all good. It's good for us to all have options. Cause if we all wanted one thing, then we'd all be at the same place and waiting forever for food all the time. Exactly. Well, before we wrap things up, Rick, I have to end things on a somber note. Um, you're good at that. You know, as we're talking about hot dogs, I've talked about juniors hot dogs a lot on this podcast mm-hmm. and it's come to my attention that the last of the Junior's Hot Dogs locations, the, the one that I grew up going to on 95th Street, just east of Ridgeland, has closed. Wow. So the only thing, and anyone, please help me out if I'm wrong here. If there's another Junior's Hot Dogs, let me know. But the only thing that is close to it, and it's actually it's very close, it's basically identical, is Don's Hot Dogs, 151st, right off Harlem. I need to do everything in my power to keep that place open because... What made Junior's different was it's it's not the Vienna hot dog. I love Vienna hot dogs. You mm-hmm. can get them pretty much everywhere in the area. Whatever hot dogs they use, they're different. They're a little spicier. They're not as uh, snappy, um, but I love it. And they have the greatest fries. And the only place left now of the Junior's kingdom is Don's, which I think used to be a Junior's, and then they bought it and just changed the name but kept everything the same. Help me out. Is there another Junior's hot dogs out there? Or if you're familiar with Don's Hot Dogs on 151st, let me know if there's other ones like that. That style of dog, those kind of fries in that Junior's Hot Dog vein. I'm fatpot at gmail.com. Help me out because if Don's goes away, I don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't. Well, Jay, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. While we are discussing hot dogs again, one more mention. 26 Shirts Chicago. Check them out. They have the shirt in honor of national hot dog day where it's the hot dog that's holding a baseball bat that has a chicago flag unfurling from it so it's a really great looking shirt and it benefits the greater chicago food depository so when you get that shirt for yourself you get an excellent looking shirt that people will compliment and you're also helping out the greater chicago food depository reminder Later this week, Jay and I will be doing the feedback episode. That's why we didn't do any Ask a Fat questions today. I think for probably the first time outside of a March Fatness selection show that right. we did not do any Ask a Fat. So that's because later this week we're doing the feedback episode. So we will be doing all of your Ask a Fat questions then. So continue to send them to us. I'm fatpod at gmail.com facebook.com slash I'm fat pod at I'm fat pod on Twitter and Instagram now. So make sure you give the podcast a follow on IG as well. Subscribe rate review the podcast. Check out our sponsors, Dr. Squatch and manscaped. So in less than a week, we'll have your feedback episode. So for Jay, I'm Rick. We're both going to get a beef. And this is the I'm fat podcast. 
not even joking. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.